Well, welcome to a new week of our Deep Dive podcast. We are in a new series this week starting... Uh, Brand new, yeah, starting this weekend. Starting this weekend called It Runs in the Family. But before we get to that, uh, this is our first episode where we're releasing this as an audio podcast in addition to the video uh, that we put on YouTube every week. And so I just want to kind of spend a couple minutes um, introducing ourselves, talking a little bit about why... Uh, why a deep dive podcast? So my name is Brad. I'm a member of our communications team and our online team joined today by Pastor Terry, our lead pastor. Terry, how are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. And there's always things I want to say and never get a chance to say it. That's really part of the reason we've talked about something like this for a long time. All the things that get on the sermon editing floor and that you don't have time to say, and particularly since we've come back from the pandemic and realizing the online culture, just listening longer is mm-hmm. not, um, is people don't listen as we long as we want to be sensitive to attention spans. Right. We want to give people information uh, in ways that is digestible, um, that is impactful. Right. Um, whether that's in the, the sermon or whether that's in, in a conversation, in other avenues. Yeah. 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 So, that, so that's what we're doing here. We're just having a conversation. Um, some weeks, if there's a passage of focus, we'll dive deep into that passage. We'll look at word studies. We'll look at uh, historical background um, and other information. Other weeks, if we're in a topical study, we might just spend time talking about Whatever the topic is. Um, Last, you know, the last series we did was on, uh, we we spent a lot of time talking about movies. And so the the deep dive was a great chance to to speak about that and to talk um, about more movies that didn't get a chance to, you know, to make it into the sermon. Um, But yeah, so that's, that's, uh, yeah, that's what this is. It's, it's today, it's two guys talking and... About um, one another. About one One another. another. And family. So so Terry, a new series called It Runs in the Family. Uh, At first blush, that seems like an interesting title uh, when we're talking about the church. Can you elaborate a little bit more on that? Yeah, I think, you know, one of the things we've been thinking and realizing, particularly after the last 15, 16 months, is people are trying to figure out what is the church, what's the value of the church? We know people have not physically attended church because of COVID, and and that raises a question, well, do I need to come? What's, What's the church? I think it causes us to really look again at who are we to be and what is the church to be about. So I think as we come back and as we're, you know, things are opening up more this summer, realizing one of the values the New Testament gives of the church is that it is a family. You know, we're brothers and and sisters. God is our father. There's a sense of family together. And uh, just kind of for the next couple of months, just kind of revisioning what is the church and, and what's the purpose. And when I come to church, mm-hmm. you know, when I attend, what am I supposed to expect or think? Um, or what, sh- what should I be asking myself? What am I doing? And so looking particularly at these one another commands that Jesus and uh, the New Testament authors give us mm-hmm. and realizing we're in this together we are family. We need each other. Hopefully people realize, you know, through the last 18 months, they really need each other and there's a connectedness in the church. Mm-hmm. And what is it that we, we are to be about? Yeah, I think the family metaphor is a fantastic one, a fantastic illustration for understanding the church. Um, you know, everyone... If you have a good family. If you have, or if you have a bad family <laughs> yeah. at the same time, right? I mean, there's, there's, there's goodness, there's brokenness. Um, right. Even in the best families, there's, there's stuff. And in the church, that's that's no exception. We 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 don't want to just sugarcoat things. We don't want to just sweep things underneath the rug. We we want to to speak truth. We want to kind of cast a a really positive vision for what the church is to be, because 
the mission of God, right, is it's wrapped up. It in, depends on it. It depends, it depends on, on the it. church. Yeah. So, Terry, where have you, you know, grown up? You've been obviously a pastor for a long time. You've, uh, you know, grew up in church. What Different have, churches, kinds of churches. Yeah. Where have you seen um, kind of the beauty of the church? And then where have you seen kind of the, the brokenness of the church? Well, I, I mean, I think I've seen, yeah. Um, I see that in me, right? I think you see the, you know, being part of the the church, see that in me. You know, I think for many people, often some of their their first early Christian experiences, church experiences can, can often be some of the most powerful when they're rediscovering God and they discovered that through community together. And so, um, you know, few of my great memories are, in uh, a Bible study, I was part of a small group I was part of in a, in a church uh, when I was a teenager, and we were experiencing kind of revival. People were coming to Jesus, uh, learning and growing together. We were all just in awe about who God was yeah. and being part together. And there was a real sense of closeness uh, that we had with uh, the people who were part of this uh, study. <clears throat> I think, too, when... Um, uh, years ago, we were in previous church, we were relaunching our small group ministry. And so spent a year really kind of in community doing small group life with uh, a group of people who their job was to start a bunch of other small groups. Mm-hmm. And we just had a really fantastic year. There was a lot of openness. There's a lot of growing together. There's a lot of learning and understanding. And so I think those moments when people are feel like a family, mm-hmm. when there's kind of vulnerability and authenticity and you're working through different challenges and you're you're questioning things and, and each other, um, there's, there's just a, a different feel. You feel like you're a part of something. And I think that's what... We hope, even in a larger setting, that people feel that they're connected to some people and, yeah. uh, and are part of a, a family together. Uh, but in the midst, I, I mean, there's been lots of pain, you know, betrayal uh, of people, um, you, you know, was part of a, a church and the, the pastor had some terrible moral failings mm-hmm. and uh, watching that play out, what, trying to wrestle with that. How could I see such good in one person and, and yet uh, discover their moral failings and their challenges yeah. and uh, be, be betrayed and blindsided by that? Yeah. And, and, you know, realizing the church is stronger than one person and the church is, is better than um, the, the lowest common denominator of people that when Jesus resides in the church, there's something powerful. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, again one of the reasons that the family metaphor is is so um, you know such a good metaphor I think for understanding the church is you know, if you think about your family right they're the people that uh, should right love you right. the most um, know you the best and when and when you and hurt you have the deepest you, they, it hurts the deepest and I I think the church is no exception to that what you know especially over the last few years we've seen. Um, we've seen some real hardships hit the church. We've had a lot of people who, you know, they point to moral failings in, in leaders right. or, um, or or other things for, for you know, a reason to say, hey, the church, this is not something I want to be a part of, right? right? In your experience or in your understanding, um, what is the relationship between um, a person and their faith in Christ and the local church? 
right? Those two kind of go hand in hand. Yeah, I mean, you know, we are part of the body. The church is the body of Christ, so it's supposed to be the expression of Christ in our world. So you you can't separate those two, but our hope is not in people. Mm -hmm. Our hope is not in the church. Our hope is in in Jesus. And I think often, sometimes we read the New Testament with some rose-colored glasses and think, man, the early church, they had it all together. And uh, I mean, miracles were happening. God was at work, but people were a mess. I mean, you have Ananias and Sapphira lying and getting struck down. Um, You know, Corinthians talks about people sleeping with other people that they shouldn't. Um, You get to Utica and Syntyche and this division that's within yeah. the church. And so I think that's why um, this series is so important. It's one another. There's community. And we bear with one another. Mm-hmm. We forgive one another. Why does Paul say those things? Because there's people hard to bear with. People are going to make our life difficult. People are going to hurt us. Yeah. Um, and that there's that there's growth and spiritual opportunity in the midst of that of persevering <clears throat> through the challenges. And I think in our cancel culture, we're very good at like, well, as we're going to talk about this weekend, it says love one another. It doesn't say love those you agree with or love those who help you the most. It says love one another. And you assume in that there's some challenging people to love. And there's something about our growth and our ability to see Jesus and partner with Jesus in those moments of learning and growing together and being imperfect and experiencing God's grace in the midst of that. doesn't mean that we celebrate dysfunction or, you know, the brokenness of the church. You know, we have to own it and we have to ask forgiveness and we have to move on and we have to to change. But uh, our hope is not in other people. Our hope is in Jesus. Um, well, let's dive in here. Let's look at John chapter 13, this idea, uh, this command that Jesus right. gives, this new command that says, he says to love one another. Uh, before we do that, I just want to kind of make a, a point here. Uh, we have a resource page on our website, calvary.church slash it runs in the family, where we have book recommendations. Um, we're going to have these deep dive uh, podcasts will be linked there. And then also um, we're going to do some other video uh, conversations over the course of this series, and we'll link all of that there as well. So calvary.church slash it runs in the family. All right, so love one another. That's the first uh, one another statement we're looking at. Um, yeah, it's certainly foundational. I yes. mean, I think that's every other statement kind of begins and ends uh, with this. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's love one another as some total of kind of all the other ones, mm-hmm. too. But certainly if you can't love, you're not going to bear with and encourage or forgive or sure. accept. Sure, right. So, like, all of these other one another statements, they come out of this 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 idea, this love, this action of right. love, right? You can't forgive somebody if you're not loving them, right? Like the, the two go yeah. hand in hand. Um, okay, so John chapter 13, I'm going to read uh, just verses 31 through 35, and then kind of hit on a couple things um, here. So verse 31, when he had gone out, Jesus said, now is the son of man glorified and God is glorified in him. If God is glorified in him, God will also glorify him in himself and glorify him at once. Little children, yet a little while I am with you. You will seek me, and just as I said to the Jews, so now I also say to you, where I am going, you cannot come. A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another, just as I have loved you, you also are to love one another. By this, all people will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. 
So a couple uh, questions here, Terry. Um, who is Jesus speaking to, right? So when you think about the one another's, um, even for this whole series, like <coughs> what's the scope of that? Well, certainly he's speaking here to his disciples. You know, these are the people that he's poured into. This is just before he was at the upper room, so just before he dies. Um, and he's been building a community. I mean, I think that's it's been three years or so building a community of, of people. And so I think specifically he's talking to his disciples. I think then we can translate that to anybody who's a disciple or follower of Jesus who's going to say the same things. He's not going to say something specifically to the 12. And it's like, oh, only you 12 have to love each other, mm-hmm. which again, you, you know, when you look at the context of Judas is about to betray them and Jesus or Peter's going to deny him. I mean, mm-hmm. this is a pretty radical statement, right. but I think, you, you know, the foundational piece is that there's a one anotherness in our faith yeah. that, you know, it is a communal, it's not a private faith. And I, I think that's been one of the challenges in North America is we've created more of a personal private faith. Mm. And it's my faith, and it's my relationship with Jesus. And we do. We have a very personal relationship with Jesus, and we talk about that. But we also have a corporate relationship. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when the going gets tough, the tough get going, you know, people kind of avoid and want to run away yeah. and and hide. And, you know, you hear things, well, I love Jesus, but I don't love the church. I don't love people. And I don't think you can do that. Part of the emphasis of all these one another's is that there is a communal aspect mm-hmm. to our faith and a corporate aspect. And of, of course, in a large church or small church that gets worked out differently, how mm-hmm. do you do that? But we really do need mm-hmm. each other. And Jesus, I think, was sharing this. Like he was leaving. He's like, the most important thing isn't preaching, isn't praying. The most important thing is loving others in this community. And that's what's going to show people the difference. Yeah, I had a professor in seminary who he described it as we have a, um, a, a personal faith and a personal relationship with Christ, but it's not private. Right. Right? Like it, it's personal, but it's not private. It's not just for me. Um, we, so, so would you say we have a responsibility to each other? Oh, I, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I think that's, I think we, a lot of times, you know, I think Jesus said this because particularly in their culture, it became a very private life, mm-hmm. you know, spirituality almost was the more isolated you were from people. Yeah. Um, and I, I think Jesus is trying to counteract that. I think it's very similar in our culture. We want a more private kind of, this is just about me. And really, the more I can get away from people who bug me, uh, the more I can be spiritual. Mm-hmm. And Jesus is saying it's the opposite. It's Absolutely. being in relationship. Yeah. yeah. So in, in other places in the Gospels, Jesus, you know, when he's asked, um, you know, about commandments, and he, he describes, he says, hey, you're, you're to love your neighbor, right? So right. like love is something that as Christians is we should be, we should be showing love. We should be loving everybody. But right. there is a, a uniqueness, a specificity here of the one another, of the people right. within, um, you know, the body of Christ. And so I, I, I guess, how do we, how, how would you differentiate those two? And then as we think about this word love, you know, throughout scriptures, throughout the Greek, right, there's different words for love. How do we understand that? Yeah. Well, <clears throat> I think, you know, if Jesus is love, God is love, you know, the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, they are love. So they are in a loving relationship 
that's how we know, you know, it doesn't just say that God loves, he is love. It's an intrinsic part of his nature. That, that we in the body of Christ are to emanate the same way. People mm-hmm. should look at the body of Christ, and that's what go, my, how they love each other, which was one of the hallmarks of mm-hmm. the, the very early church is that people saw them caring for each other and caring for people. They would love their neighbor, they'd love others, but they really did love themselves. And, and often the challenges in the New Testament with Christians and in churches had to deal with the fact that they, they weren't loving. Mm-hmm. Ananias and Sapphira, mm-hmm. it was about themselves. They put money over the body. They put their own um, value and perception mm-hmm. over, over love, you know, that you see, you know, in the love feasts in the Corinthians, you know, people were getting the food, not loving the people they wanted to be there and eat the most. Mm-hmm. And so almost every time there's a challenge to the church or a problem that's addressed, it has to do with the lack of love. Mm-hmm. So, yes, we love God. There's a priority to love the people we are, a part of who Christ is in. You know, John says you can't love someone that God is in, um, or you can't hate someone that God is mm-hmm. in and say you love mm-hmm. God. Um what was the second part of the question? Well, just even differentiating, right, between... Um, oh, what kinds of love? Yeah, yeah, the different kinds of love that we see in the New Testament, and then specifically, like, what, what, is what here. love is in the scope here. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think what's interesting is Jesus says a new commandment, and that's part of what we focused on this past weekend, is what's new is Leviticus is, you know, says, love your neighbor. Jesus has said, love. What is this new command? What's new about it? Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, the... The word for love, um, agape, this surrendering kind of love, sacrificial love, putting another first beyond an emotion is kind of new, mm-hmm. where it is I'm valuing people different. I have a different value set in my culture. And I think we really struggle with that. Mm-hmm. I think the division within our countries, division within our communities, division within our world, we brought within the church. And so we, we do really well at loving people who vote like us, believe like us, do, you know, think like us. We're really good at that. We struggle with people who are different and maybe have some things that aren't essential but are, are different. And I think that's one of the challenges when it comes to love we feel like we can't be real or authentic. I can't challenge a person. You know, I have to mm-hmm. accept and just kind of go with the flow. I don't think that's love either. But love says I'm going to serve them. I'm going to help them. I'm going to share. What does that person need? And what 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 do I do that shows I value them? And I I think to me that's the challenge for us for the summer. To me, this would be the challenge when I come to church, when I log in online, um, how am I loving someone? Mm. Am I just coming, you know, that for a show, for a message, for some worship? Am, am I coming just to meet someone? Or can I say when I come, okay, if the most important thing the, is love, mm-hmm. how am I loving someone when I walk through the doors of a campus? How do I love someone if I'm logging in online? How can I encourage someone? How can I see? How can I pray for someone? Who am I to love? And I think what would happen if we as a church just 
began to think that way. Who am I to love today? What am I going to do when I walk in this door? Who can I encourage, forgive, accept, love? You know, who can I? Who yeah. can I love today? What makes what makes that so difficult? Um, well, pride. I mean, it's the original sin. It's broken. It's about me. Yeah. You know, I think we all. The enemy is really good. I mean, really, I think about me a lot. I think about my needs a lot. I'm, I often think about don't people see? Don't people know? You know. Don't people understand what I've gone through or what do I experience? And no, they don't, because we're all thinking about ourselves, and we're all walking around with our own woundedness. Um, and, and that's what's, here's Jesus. You know, he knows this night is going to go terrible. Mm-hmm. Like, this is going to be the worst night of his life. And he's just begging. I mean, he can almost like, hear, okay, like, guys, I'm leaving. And just, you got to hold it together. You just love each other. Mm-hmm. It's going to get messy. You're going to tear each other apart, yeah. um, but love each other. And I think it causes, a, it's a new priority. We have to shift our priorities away from ourselves. And uh, I think what, what makes it new too is there's a new power source. It's not us. Mm, we just good. think, okay, how can I do that? It says, I have loved you. Walking in that love, experiencing that Love, which I, I think is what John is is saying later in his epistle. You know, if you don't have love, if how can you say you've really experienced God's love and hold hatred in your heart for someone else? What connection? Because earlier in this passage, it speaks uses the word um, glorify, right? Like multiple times here, right? The Son of Man's glorified. God's glorified. God's glorified. Son of Man's going to be glorified. Like, what is the connection between God's glory? and us loving each other well? Well, I think, again, it's we are the reflection of the body of Christ. You know, Jesus was here physically on the earth, did these miracles, Mm -hmm. taught, left, and said, now, it's better that I go because now the body of Christ can be in more places and do things. Um, But as Jesus loved people, then it's the church that loves. People are going to know what God's love is like through the love of the church and what people in the church do. So that's what brings him glory and points people to him. You know, Jesus, that's evident, right? Mm -hmm. Our love for God is evident in our love for others Mm -hmm. and how we treat others. And, you know, I, I get, you know, imagine what would happen if everybody walked into the building um, saying, hey, I'm, I'm here to love someone today. God has someone for me to love today. Or when I log in online, God has someone for me to love yeah. today. And am I willing to do that? Who, who is that? And I'm sensitive to yeah. its spirit. So the past year has been one, um, you know, we had a pandemic uh, we have um, elections, racial elections. We've tension. had racial conversation, like all of these things. And I, I, you hit on this a little bit ago that that love is not just a feeling, right? right. And, and culturally, we want to equate it with a feeling. If we're talking, you know, like a, a romantic love or even a brotherly love, um, or or we equate it just to action, right? Uh, we we equate it to accepting you know acceptance um, right right or or full endorsement. What does it look like for the the church in this culture to love one? Because even within the church, right, like it's not like the division just happens outside, 
right? And we could just come in and be like, okay, we're insulated from that. Like that's right. that's their thing. Um, what does it look like to love someone who um, has assumed things or said things about you know you over the last right, year? Right. Um, like, what does that look like? Because that's something that I'm struggling with right now. Is just this year, like, man, what? What will it, what should it look like for me to be uh, united with my with my brother in worship, or um, to partake of the Lord's Supper together with a with a good conscience? Like, what does that look like? Like, how do we? I guess that's the question: is how do we love? Yeah, because we I, say love. A lot, we say right? love a lot, and there's a, there's certainly an action to it. There's a priority. Do I care? I you know sometimes I think we miss the fundamentals in that we just don't want to listen. We don't want to understand or just hear mm-hmm. a person. We we want to defend our position, yeah. and you know I'm certainly going to say I think my positions are right. Like right, I'm not right, I'm right. not saying I'm you know, and I want other people to believe certain sure. certain things, particularly when it comes to Jesus and sure. and faith. I think sure. that's right, but I think it begins with just listening and understanding and valuing a person up. Say okay. Can I set my arguments aside for a moment just to listen to understand where they're coming from? And, and maybe in that, I might learn something. But I then have the opportunity, I think, to share and speak more. Not that we listen just so that we have the opportunity to, to, to give heard. something. Yeah. But to say, okay, the most important thing is that we love Jesus. Yeah. And we may love him in different ways. Mm-hmm. But if I, how can I listen to the other person, learn from the other person, have a, a conversation. Um, and is it okay if there's some things we disagree on? Yeah. And it doesn't say love those you agree with. And I think, you know, that's, again, I, I wish I knew what was going on in Jesus, you know, community of 12, because there were very different political opinions, very different value structures yeah. within those guys. And Somehow, I'm not sure they all changed, but they all surrendered them to to Jesus. Yeah. You know, and you know, Peter didn't change. You know, Judas didn't ch- yeah. change. His money was a value. Yeah. You know, and he messed that up. Yeah. Well, I think you know, even going back a couple of weeks ago, um, you know, we we looked at sacrifice as a theme, yeah. um, and then the last week of our. Uh, um, through the lens series, right? We looked at love oh. as a theme, a, a theme that we see in, in movies. Um, but like, you can't get away from the sacrificial nature, right? Of, of love, right? That whole Luke nine, right? Denying yourself, picking right. up your own cross, following Christ, right? And so, um, the sacrifice of the ego, right? The sacrifice of the self, um, you know, for the interest and the good of others. Yeah, yeah, it's hard. It's very it's hard. Really hard. It, 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 you know, it costs, it, love probably costs something, yeah. right? It always costs us something, yeah. true love. And, <clears throat> you know, what, what is that? I think, I think in our culture society where it's, I just need something, I need, you know, it's about me, I want something. And mm-hmm. I think people often come, you know, what is God going to give for me today? And that's a good thing. Hopefully God gives question. people something. Yeah. It's a good question. But maybe we flip it on its head for a while and say, what does God want me to give to someone today? And I think, I think that will change yeah, that's a good, uh, the body. That's good. And over the next, you know, seven weeks, right? We're going to talk about more. As yeah. we're going to talk, I think each of these iterations is 
is an application right. of right. love for one another. Right, because so, sometimes we do need to speak truth. Sometimes we do need to like, hey, there's a better way of, of living. I love you enough to share that. Cool. Well, thanks, Terry. Um, excited for this series. And again, uh, now that we are on, you know, as an audio podcast, in addition, we do want to make this a little interactive. And so if you have any questions, uh, we would love to interact with your questions. If you have a question about uh, the text or the passage, um, a question about the topic, or if you just have another question, you know, that you'd love to ask uh, a pastor, we'll kind of include those um, moving forward. And so invite you to share those uh, with us and I invite you to subscribe. So wherever you uh, listen to podcast uh, if you subscribe you'll get the podcast uh yeah you'll you'll, you'll get notified you'll get, you'll, you'll get it easier and so uh, excited to kind of just journey together and to move into this next chapter of our deep dive uh, thank you for joining us and again you can find this uh, resource and more on our website calvary.church slash it runs in the family thank you for joining us and we'll catch you again next week take care thanks for listening to the deep dive a calvary church media productions podcast Be sure to subscribe and leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts.